Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The recent tragic death of Corey Trenuth brought into sharp focus the impact of the opioid crisis in Northumberland County. Then, last week, the Halliburton-Kawartha Pine Ridge District Health Unit released an opioid alert warning illegal drug users about the possibility of overdosing or potential poisons in the drug supply. The first interview on today's show hones in on the continuing opioid crisis in the county. As of July 5th, there were 64 overdoses in Northumberland. Last year, the total was 152. The health unit does not track the number of deaths locally. Leslie McLaughlin, the harm reduction coordinator, will give insight into what is currently going on and help explain the details of what is being done. I'm so pleased to have with me today Leslie McLaughlin, the Substance and Harm Reduction Coordinator for the HKPR District Health Unit. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you so much for having me. A press release went out earlier this week warning about illegal drugs in Northumberland. What is happening? What's going on? Yeah, so there there has been an increase, a concerning increase in the number of uh, overdoses that are being recorded. Uh, basically over the last month. So what happens in these situations is um, if it meets a certain threshold, there there are things that are put in place such as uh, an alert, which is part of our response to um, something like this, which is the increase in overdoses happening. What is that threshold? Uh, so it's there's an algorithm behind it. So unfortunately, it's, it's more of an epidemiologist who... Um, has all of that data and the coding for that in relation to the to the numbers piece. Um, but there's different things that can uh, trigger something like an alert. So for example, um, if there's a different substance as well that's circulating that's of concern um, that warrants uh, an alert, that would happen as well. Um, as well as if there's changes in things such as the way people are presenting um, from an overdose, uh, something that we want to get out there and communicate widely to educate people on, that may also um, warrant an alert to go out. In the press release, it did talk about overdoses, but there was another aspect as, as well, uh, poisoning. Could you talk a little bit about that and, and what, what's going on there that also is of concern to the health unit? Yeah, so there, there's multiple things that could be happening. Um, some of which might be um, overdoses happening from the um, increase in isolation and uh, mental health um, concerns, as well as things like a tainted or poisoned um, substance, uh, substances that are out there that are happening. Um, so we want to be able to share this information so that people are aware that what they are potentially using may not be exactly what they think they have. So that's extremely important to get out there so that people are aware. 
it seems kind of surprising that there would be anything that would poison a, a drug. What sort of things are they putting in that, that causes this? Yeah, so, um, you know, community partners like police may be able to speak better to that. But um, from what in the past we have seen is sometimes different substances are actually tainted with or contaminated with an opioid like fentanyl. Um, so that's definitely concerning for people who may not be aware or um, have any tolerance to fentanyl because it is such a strong opioid and that could be contributing to overdoses. Do you have any idea why a drug dealer would do this? Why wouldn't they just sell the drugs, you know, sell the product and, and make their money? Why would they yeah. taint these? Uh, well, I don't work um, with individuals that I would have that information um, for, but honestly, the really the, the messaging we want to get out there is that the substances could contain other things. And if we are made aware of this, um, we want to help respond to that. So things like getting the message out there so that people are aware, um, putting the education out there about some tips if people are using to test a small amount first, to not use alone, to be using with a buddy or to be calling the toll-free number for using, um, so someone's there to call 911 if necessary. Um, those important pieces to try and prevent the deaths um, from opioid overdose. The whole thing of what we're talking about in terms of overdosing and tainted uh, illegal drugs, how is this reflective of a larger picture within the province in regards to illegal drug supply? Um, I guess what I'm asking you is, are you seeing this in other health units? Is this something that's prevalent? Do you guys talk to each other? Uh, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It is seen, uh, you know, across the province, um, you know, uh, across the country. This is not, um, you know, just a, a local thing. Um, you know, there, there are strategies, there are people that are getting together to talk about this. The health units all, all talk to each other, as well as we have local groups that get together to really communicate and strengthen the knowledge base and understanding of what might be happening out there. What is the health unit's role, or in fact, your role, when it comes to substance abuse? Yeah, so the health unit, there, there's uh, many different pieces to this. So my specific role in, in coordination is basically looking at um, the, the district as a whole. So Northumberland, City of Kortha Lakes and Halliburton, looking at what um, people are working towards, looking at their goals and objectives and what's uh, happening. So data, et cetera, correlating that information and helping um, increase knowledge, education, awareness, uh, as well as just the, the, the other pieces that uh, the health unit and other organizations do, such as, um, you know, providing things like safe supplies for use to provide naloxone kits so that people are prepared in case of an overdose and know how to use those kits. Um, things like that, that also help um, with this situation. You mentioned you coordinate people. Who are those people, I guess I'm asking? Yeah, for sure. So um, there's many agencies that we partner with that also work, um, work alongside and, and may have different clientele. So the people that I'm speaking about that um, may have, um, you know, the collective 
thoughts and um, objectives to get to um, trying to help the situation and share the communication with our, our people like our local police, um, our local EMS, and our outreach partners, such as uh, the PARN organization, Greenwood Coalition. Um, you know, the, the list goes on on how many people want to, to help and, and sit around tables to try um, to put sort of the ideas together, the data together to understand what's happening locally. Some people might be listening and thinking, why is this not just a criminal matter? Let's just leave it to the police and drug enforcement officials to address. Why is it so important that the health unit be included and all these other organizations be included? Yeah, so the health unit is, um, you know, a, a part of a, a big picture, right? We're, we're not necessarily um, just about one thing. It's all about people and people's health. Um, when we're talking about overdoses, one overdose is one too many. So in that aspect, we're trying to get um, the education out there, the awareness out there on, um, you know, notifying people, the community on what is happening, while also looking at other aspects like education and uh, other harm reduction strategies, such as what I mentioned before with the naloxone kits, safe injection and inhalation kits and things like that. I'm gonna get a bit of philosophic here for a moment, but it, it sort of struck me, what, what are the moral and ethical considerations when dealing with illegal drug use? Uh, well, for the, the community, I would say um, we all have a role to play. So decreasing stigma attached to um, substance use in general, um, you know, whether it be um, something that, that's talked about more freely, such as tobacco use or alcohol use, um, all the way to something like opioid use, um, things like that. It all, we, we need to change the messaging and the education and start treating everyone the same so that people are aware that they are supported, that there are supports out there and that they feel comfortable reaching for those supports if they want them. When you look at the data and have all the interactions that you do, how would you characterize the overall picture when it comes to opioid use in Northumberland County? Is this a crisis? It's a crisis everywhere, um, not just Northumberland. Uh, you know, it is across the board a concern, and that's why it needs to be addressed um, holistically and, you know, multiple approaches to this. Um, you know, and there are several calls to action in relation to this where, um, you know, provincially and nationally, there are calls to try and, um, you know, make change and have uh, things such as, you know, uh, education uh, for trauma-informed care and just about harm reduction in itself and what that means, um, that those are recognized and, and a better understanding of, of how we all can help um, the situation is definitely something that's needed. I really appreciate what you're saying about it being a national and provincial issue. Uh, I wonder sometimes, though, if we if we living in Northumberland County start to believe that, oh, yeah, it's everywhere else, but it's not here. Am I hearing correctly that you're saying, no, 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 that it's it's here and it's to the same it's level cool. as it would be in Toronto or in Vancouver or wherever? 
I mean, you can't you can't compare areas, you know, without having specific numbers, I'm sure. But, um, you know, if you're speaking generically about whether these substances are in your area, I'm sure they are, um, you know, that they're, there's nowhere that is immune to, um, you know, the substances that are out there, the supply issues that we're, we're talking about. And, um, you know, the same situation is, is that there's no, um, there's no immunity to who may end up having an overdose. This has been going on a long time in our community for quite a number of years. And um, I want to know, are we making any progress when it comes to dealing with illegal drug use? Um, I think we are in the sense of the way we are strengthening our communication and our collaboration with community partners to better understand what is happening locally. Um, you know, we have created a opioid uh, response plan with our community partners so that we have uh, increased surveillance and a response in relation to some of these things. Like when we see the increase in overdoses, there is a plan in place as to what the next steps could be uh, to help address it. So I definitely think we're going, um, going in the right direction for sure. What kind of impact does something like the death of Corey Trenuth have on our ability to address these and to raise awareness in public. It's a great tragedy that he died, but at the same time, does it help or does it create any uh, impact on um, public debate and getting people and agencies and institutions to move towards solutions? Um, it is an absolute tragedy that there was that overdose every overdose um, is absolutely one too many. And um, that is an extremely unfortunate situation. Um, there, you know, the, the messaging that could go out um, is, is what we're, you know, we've sort of been talking about these potential prevention pieces of, you know, allowing people to know or educating people where they can get naloxone kits. Um, for example, they can go to many different pharmacies to, to obtain those, as well as health units and the outreach partners um, that we've been talking about, that um, we communicate if we do hear something um, that, that would be beneficial for others that uh, use to know so that they are aware and spreading this message about what people can do, whether they're, um, they use substances or whether they're a community member. And that, you know, showing that they are supportive, that um, we encourage people to act on uh, if they do see someone overdosing, that they do call 911, that uh, even if they don't have an naloxone kit handy, there are things that they can do to help that situation. And that everyone um, who's in an emergency situation um, should be getting the same reaction, which is that someone is willing to help. Back in 2019, uh, 19 agencies got together in Coburg, and they were from the not only Coburg, but from all across Northumberland, 
came together to address the opioid situation at that time. And there was a list of gaps that were identified. And these included things like uh, a lack of coordinated approach for mental health and addiction, providing compassionate, empathetic care for complex issues, and not enough funded models nor responses to all the needs that existed in the, in the community. Now, I know we've been in a pandemic pretty much since that time, but has there been any movement at all on any of those fronts from that meeting? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I know for for the health unit perspective, definitely COVID-19 has, um, you know, made it difficult to participate in, in anything that has been ongoing with that. And unfortunately with COVID, um, it also put some, you know, restrictions on gatherings and things where we might've been able to uh, reestablish that connection and discussion on it. So I'm, I'm not sure if others had had the uh, capacity or opportunity to continue to talk about that, but I do know that the, the task force um, that you know, works in response to these, these overdoses and that um, continuously communicate and have communicated the entire time um, to, to ensure that there is uh, a collective and uh, a response to, to what is happening. Often there's talk about the legalization of harder drugs. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so legalization, uh, you know, police may be able to speak more um, about that, but the decriminalization has um, been uh, endorsed by the Board of Health, so from the public health perspective, and um, with the decriminalization, um, you know, that's also a national uh, call out to, you know, look at that as a, a recommendation. So with that, it would mean that people who have simple substance uh, for possession would actually be uh, diverted to treatment and uh, counseling services um, instead. So that would definitely um, be something that may help. Some listeners might be saying to themselves, oh my God, that that's something that they wouldn't agree to. Why is, why is this a good idea from a public health standpoint? What's the benefit? Yeah, so uh, with criminalization, it, it does um, lead to other harms, unfortunately. So by, by, by changing that lens and looking at it from a um, harm reduction perspective and uh, looking at the uh, options of treatment and counseling um, would be more beneficial as a whole um, to individuals who use substances. Does Northumberland County need a safe injection site? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I'm I'm not sure if there's been any uh, discussion on on a, a local safe injection site, but um, you know I think that if there's opportunity that arose, that that would be something that um, the the agencies that get together would um, would discuss to see what the needs, the local needs were. We've talked about the impact of the pandemic, um, slowing down initiatives like this. So what is gonna happen going forward? 
So um, now that things are, are reopened, there are the access points for things like the, the naloxone. It's, it's definitely increased um, substantially because there's no restriction on um, uh, where people can go and, and that sort of thing. So that's definitely been um, you know, a benefit coming out of COVID. And the continuous um, work in each of the counties uh, continues to happen. It's, there, there are groups that continue to look at the, um, the issues and uh, what could be done collectively is still being discussed and moving forward with some of uh, the initiatives. If you could sit down in front of any of the listeners who might want to do something about this issue, what would you tell them? Um, I would ask people to rethink their thoughts on substance use and try and help decrease the stigma associated with the use. I invite people to come to or, or go to any of the International Overdose Awareness Days that are happening on August 31st and see the impacts that these overdoses have had on people and their families and um, gain a better understanding and awareness on the impacts that these overdoses are having. Leslie McLaughlin, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much for having me. That was Leslie McLaughlin, the Substance and Harm Reduction Coordinator for HKPR District Health Unit. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.